Blog Talk Radio. Hey, you guys, this is Carlos Torres, Major League Baseball player, and I've been around a lot of gloves in my life and my days, and I tell you what, go to VincePro.com to check out real quality, best leather, best craftsmanship, everything all together, the whole package. Go to VincePro.com. Located in Stillwater, Oklahoma, sits Cowgirl Stadium, home to a team built on kinship, ambition, and tenaciousness. Home to a team that is ready to wrangle and corral the stampede that comes with college softball. Get your lasso ready. Here are Jared Rogel and OSU head softball coach, Kenny Gajewski. Welcome in, everybody. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. I'm the coach, Jared Rogel, and we are live on the 100% Food Hotline brought to you by Vinci. Check them out at VinciPro.com for all your baseball and softball glove needs. And congratulations to the man that you hear every Monday here during our Open, Carlos Torres, as he has signed with the MLB's Milwaukee Brewers. Congratulations to Carlos on that. Really quick before we bring on our co-host for Monday's show, record-breaking performances, Michigan's Coach Hutch becomes the winningest coach in NCAA history back on uh, April 2nd with 1,458 wins, extended it to 1,459 wins yesterday. And Hannah Perryman out of Umsel. If you don't know this kid, make sure you look her up. Hannah Perryman, pitcher out of Umsel, becomes the NCAA Division II career strikeout queen, uh, finished the weekend with 1,543, 1, passing uh, Tori Bunzel out of uh, Quincy, and uh, Bunzel sits at 1,539. Going around the Big 12 scoreboard really quick. Uh, Baylor swept Iowa State, including a shutout of uh, 17-0, winning games uh, one and three in five innings. Oklahoma took two out of three from Kansas, and after falling, one to three in game one of BYU. The Texas Longhorns come back, taking games two and three, five, oh, and seven, oh, respectively, over the Cougars. Joining right now, though, to talk Oklahoma State softball, my co host, as he joins me here every Monday on the 100% Food Hotline, the head coach of OSU, Kenny Gayeski. Coach, welcome in. Thanks, Jared. Thanks for having me again. So, Coach, first of all, you go through, um, you know, the the Big 12. I'll, I'll let everybody know the Big 12 standings right now as they sit after this past weekend. Uh, Baylor on top at 5-0 and in the conference. Texas Tech at 3-0. Oklahoma at 3-1. and Kansas at 1-2, and uh, followed by Texas, Iowa State. And then, um, of course, O-State sitting there 0-4. Um, 
You said it after after this weekend was over. The hole's been built. What do you do to get out of this hole? We just got to, you know, we just got to get back um, some confidence in the circle. I think we we somehow we we've lost that over the last four games, um, and um, you know, confidence is a is a big thing in our sport. And and when you lose that, we just got to figure out a way as a coaching staff to get those kids to. Uh, to believe that they're uh, better than what they're they're performing at right now, and um, and that's kind of the ebbs and flows of of a se- you know a season, um, and uh, still got a lot of confidence in those kids. We just got to get a win and um, get those kids feeling good about themselves once again, like they have the last uh, four to five weeks. So, coach, take us through. Uh, let's start with the uh, game against Oklahoma. Take us through that game. Well, we um, uh, obviously a big game, you know, first uh, conference game for our team and uh, played at Hall of Fame and um, got off to a decent start. Thought that Brandy was actually pitching very, very well. Um, they, hadn't, they hadn't hit a ball hard until about the fourth inning there. Um, and um, she was really making some, some pitches and really throwing well. We had a 2-0 lead. Uh, we gave up three in the, uh, I believe, in the third. Um, and um, and again, they didn't hit a ball hard. Uh, we had a lot of little dinkers and a couple bunts. And credit them, they made some. You know, they they uh, ran a nice offense and did some things and and um, got down th- th- three to two. And we had an opportunity in the, the fifth. We had a leadoff triple by Shippy, and um, and then we didn't score her. And and I felt the momentum right there, right there change. And sure enough. Um, it completely changed for us where we, you know, we ended up getting run ruled and giving up eight runs. And, and it's just one of those things we couldn't stop. And that was kind of, that's been the theme of our week. We haven't been able to stop the bleeding. Um, and uh, that's something that's on me and I got to figure out why. Um, but, um, you know, credit, uh, credit, credit them. They, they, um, you know, they had the momentum and they just made it happen. And, uh, and the game just got away. Coach, with that said, let me ask you this, because bring, that brings up a very interesting point. Let's talk about mental versus skill. Percentage-wise, how much of this game do you feel is mental? And, I think. So, and, and, and obviously, I have to think it, it obviously depends on, you know, situations during games as well. But overall, what's the percentage of this game being mental? Oh, I think this game is uh... – at least 50% per percent. I'm, I mean, at least I, I've been around a lot of kids that are, that are skill wise. They're just okay. Um, uh, but they, they have a mentality that, uh, they're just not going to lose. And, um, and when you, when you, um, there are certain programs across the country that, um, that, that have that. And, um, and that didn't happen, you know, over one year, over a couple of years, that takes a lot of time to build build that, and that's built in in your culture. Um, but I think that the the mental part of our game is huge. Uh, how do you handle the failure? How do you handle um, being zero for two, and then your third at bat um, is a crucial crucial at bat? Can the first two bats just be erased from your mind. And if you can do that, um, you can be very successful in our game. And, and um, we've got some kids that, that, that are doing that well. We just have got to get our um, kids in the circle back to feeling that. And, um, 
and uh, that's 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 hard. It's not easy um, because when you get beat up, it's uh, it's tough. But uh, that's that's our job. So we've got to we've got to f- figure out how to do. Coach, from from a coaching standpoint, what do you do in those situations? What do you say to your players in, in those situations? And what kind of conversations do you have with with your assistant coaches about how to approach those kids, knowing that? Every kid is different, and, and you have to know how to approach each kid individually when it comes to something as, as deep as the mental game and the mental aspect of everything. Yeah, I think you hit it right on the uh, head there. The key, I think, I think the key of what uh, of what good coaches do is they coach every player the way that player needs to be coached. And um, I think the way a lot of us had grown up, it, it, it was one way. You did it this way, and – if it didn't work for, for 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 you, it just didn't work. And now I think we've figured figured out, or I say we, I think I think it's been shown that um, that um, you can coach you can coach your team in different ways, and different players are coached a little different different way. I've got some kids that are a little more fragile. I've got some kids that are their skin is so thick you could um, and nothing is going to phase them. So I think the key to coaching is learning how to. To do that, and then I think it's also important that your coaching staff is on the same page, so that kids aren't g- getting mixed signals from your coaching staff. You know, if you got one coach saying this and the other coach saying this, I think that can really tear apart a team as well. And so um, I think it's very important that the coaching staff is on the same page, uh, that they believe in the same things, and that they're getting the same message across each day. Coach, we move forward then to the. Texas Tech games, uh, 7-9, 18-9, or 18-19, and 7-8. And I'll, I'll tell you what, Coach, that game three yesterday, we were, uh, some of us up at the uh, Mizzou Fox box, we were talking before we went on air. I was up at Mizzou, and uh, we were we were kind of watching the uh, start of that game while our game was going on, you know, to see how everything was going. But uh, let, let's go through these. Uh, talk about game one first. Uh, game one, um, you know, uh, Casey Freeze uh, started for us in the circle. Didn't have her best stuff, but um, was just kind of grinding her way through. We just kept answering back. We kept scoring runs, and it was just seesaw back and forth. Uh, offensively, we were really good. Um, and um, really, really felt like um, – I really, to be honest, I kicked my, myself in, the, in that for first game. I – I look back and I and I wish I'd have made a change. My gut told me, me to, um, but you know it's hard. I, we talked as a staff, and when you got your ace out there, it's hard to take Gruger out. And uh, we kind of got some momentum back, you know. And we we uh, got back in that thing, and I just felt like um, that she could get it done. And uh, we just didn't we just didn't make it happen. And and uh, it was a frustrating loss. And it's it's always it's always tough, you know, to lose that. Um, to lose at that first game, but I'll tell you this: I walked out of there, and I and I felt like, man, I felt like we were the the, the better team. And I told our t- t- team that just, hey, gonna you know these are these conference games are are uh, tough, and uh, they're all gonna be down to down you know down to the wire here, and and um, and uh, I was excited to come out for Saturday because I just had a good feeling about where our team was. And coach, now we move on to that. Next game, game two, as I mentioned, an 18-19 loss. So it's very a, a game that 
don't know, from, from a fan's perspective, it, it's one of those things that, that you like to see because no fan really wants to sit there and watch a, uh, you know, 17 nothing blowout in, in five or something like that. From a coaching standpoint, it's one of those games that is a nightmare and can almost give you a heart attack. Um, yeah, it was a nightmare. Walk us, yeah. Walk, walk, us, walk us through this game. Well, we um... – we just, you know, we couldn't get the the, the bleeding. Uh, we got, you know, we 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 scored a run uh, right away, and um, I think a run or two. I'm not sure, but we we took the lead, and then they answered back. I think they scored in their first five innings, I think, and um, and it was just one of those, or maybe their first four innings, five, four or five, and it was oh, it was tough. Um, I, I, I had no answers. I didn't know, um, you know, Randy, we, we got her out. Um, we, we, we brought in Shay. We thought Shay Coates could give him a different look. And she, uh, she came out really good, uh, first couple of hitters and, and, uh, looked really strong. And then it kind of fell apart on, on, uh, her as well. Um, and, uh, credit their hitters. I mean, they, they put up runs, they put up hits. I've never in my life, um, I've never seen a game giving up 22 hits and 19 runs. And, um, and the fact that we lost that game by, 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 by one run is, is very tough. I mean, I I just, I credit our kids. I, our hitters have just been, um, you know, they've really been dialed in for about six weeks now and taking great at bats and taking what they're given. And, and, um, I will tell you this, we brought Brandy back in and, and she stabilized that game and I was very proud of her. I if we'd have got it tied I'd have went to you know, back to to Casey. Um, but I just didn't wanna knowing that we had to play a third game, I didn't wanna burn her in that second game as well unless we had tied or taken a, a lead. And I tell you what, every time we went out for offense I felt like we were gonna take the the, the uh, lead. That that's how good it was going for us there, but they were going even better, and um, and we just like I said, we just couldn't get it stopped. But um, just an ugly type game um, that um, I hope I don't have to be a part of too many more of those. Um, it's just the way it is, and um, you just gotta you know find the positives. The positives are we we, we made a lot of ni- nice plays. Um, we hit a ton of balls hard. They they made in the first two games they made uh, a ton of incredible plays and we didn't and and we didn't make errors but we didn't make we couldn't get to some balls that they were able to dive and make plays or we hit we hit some some balls really hard we didn't that they caught and you know it's just it's softball and and uh you got to make your own breaks and we just didn't make enough and coach i think you touched on one of the one of the important things too is in game two the team only had two errors. Yeah, and one of them, one of them was a. a, I I don't know if we were at home, if we would give, if we would rule an error, but that's the way it works. Um, When you're on the uh, road, your your the scoring is a little bit uh, suspect, and it was suspect all weekend long. If you want to know the uh, truth, Um, but uh, that didn't that didn't that the scoring is not why we uh, lost. It just it just affects different things, Uh, but it doesn't affect the uh, score. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. We've, we've, we've been playing good defense. Um, our defense has much improved. Um, we haven't been air free, but we've been making a lot of plays and, you know, we're not a strikeout team. So 
um, we have to we have to field a lot of balls, and um, and that's the way it is. And I'm fine, you know, with that because I feel like we've got a good defensive team that's sort of rounding into shape here. If you want to know the truth, we've made some changes in the field, and and those changes I think are are boding well for us. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. We are live on 100% Food Hotline, brought to you by SpaceNutrientStation.com and presented by Vinci. We're back right after this, and we'll wrap up talking about the Texas Tech Series and then look ahead to this week's game. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. Hey, this is Ashley Carter, former professional softball player for the Pennsylvania Rebellion. Make sure you guys check out VincePro.com, makers of high-quality baseball and softball equipment. Make sure you don't go on the field without it. And go on VincePro.com to check out and get your own very custom glove and use discount code HC01 to get 15% off your total score today. If you drink a Yoo-Hoo and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. And now it's time for your host, Jared Rogel. And we're back here live on TCR's The Coach Road Show, brought to you by Vinci. Check them out, vincipro.com. And on the 100% food hotline, probably your most effective meal, check out spacenutrientstation.com. Coach, let's talk about now that third game um, against Texas Tech. Uh, finishes 7-8. It was, as I mentioned, a game that everybody in the Mizzou press box was, was watching and, uh, you know, maybe because I was up there. But either way, um, you know, we were kind of tracking to see what was going to happen in this game. You know, Oak State goes up big to start off, and then the fourth inning happens. From a coaching standpoint, after that fourth inning is over, what do you tell your team when they come off the field? Well, um, you know, we still had a lead. And uh, and that's what you tell your team. You know, hey, we still got the lead here. Let's just keep building. I just kept – I kept. I knew we were going to score more more runs, and, and we didn't. And, um, you know, I don't think we scored from the fourth inning on or maybe the third d- 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 inning on. Um, we scored all of our runs right away. And, and so that was kind of uncharacteristic of our offense uh, – um, we just, uh, we were getting ourselves out, um, and, uh, and that, and that kind of slowed our offense down. And then we just couldn't, um, we just couldn't, we just couldn't get enough done to, you know, to stop them from scoring some more runs. Um, we had some unfortunate calls against us and, and, um, we just, like I said, when you're, when things aren't going well, uh, you can point to so many things and the, and a lot of times we just need to point the finger back at ourselves and, um, you know, you know, it's on us. You know, I, I feel, um, I feel bad because I think our pitchers, um, are, in, are not in a good place, you know, now, and they feel like they've, they've let us down. And like I told them, they've, they've had some, per, some performances when we weren't going as well offensively that, um, they carried us and that's the way the season goes. And, but getting back to, to the point, you know, I made, I just told them, I said, Hey, look, let's just keep going here. We still got the elite. I think it was seven, four. And um, we're fine here, you know what I mean? And and um, and we just we just didn't have enough fight in our bats. We still got some runners on. We just didn't get the the last hit to kind of keep scoring runs. So um, just a culmination of a of a rough week, you know, Jared. It feels like hey, we were just talking in the office here. It felt like we just got absolutely pummeled this weekend. And I think it's because we gave up so many runs. 
but we lost three games by a total of four runs. And so the silver lining, you know, in this is we were in all the, the we were in all of those games um, as poorly as we as poorly as we 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 uh, pitched. So um, that's what we got to look into and look forward to, and just look forward to another opportunity this week against Tulsa and against Iowa State. You know, Coach, I think you touched on something there too that that's important and. A lot of people, you know, fans don't really don't really look at this, and it's one of the reasons why when I was coaching indoor football, and the same thing I'll do now uh, come this fall when I'm coaching high school softball here in St. Louis, is I never talk to my team directly after a game because of one very important thing. It's never as bad as you think it is, and it's definitely never as good as you think it is. Talk about that a little bit. I well, I, I, um, I sometimes talk to our teams after, afterwards. I, I most of the time, you know, or sometimes don't. Um, I like that, that approach. Uh, and when I talk afterwards, I never, um, it's never a scream and holler deal. And I don't, that's not the way I coach anyways, but it's, I think when they, when games are over with this generation of, of a kid, um, I think it's over. They're, they are they are tuned out, and um, and I think a lot of times as coaches, we run on so much emotion that um, um, you can say things that you can't take back, and um, and and I and I think it, it bodes well for all of us to just I I try to talk about the good things. I try to re- re- remind our kids that when they're talking to the media. Um, you know, to speak speak well about your opponent, speak well about your teammates. I try to just re- 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 remind them that stuff, um, and then say, "Hey, we'll look at video, and then we'll rehash uh, the good and bad tomorrow." Um, and I and sometimes we'll do it individually. Sometimes we'll do it as a team, and I, and I think it just depends on what the situation is. But I like that approach because I think that. Um, you know, when you say things, you don't. You wish you hadn't have said it. it. It it's always there, and it's hard to take back. I'll, coach, going along those along that line, you know, a couple really a couple really great things happening. You know, this weekend, and and anybody that has you know heard about you, heart you know, knows you, knows that you have the same approach as, as Hutch does. It's all about what's on the front. It's never about what's on the back. But from from a coaching standpoint, how did it feel to not only see Tiffany Mitchelson get the school's career home run record, but also to see uh, Lynch continue her streak and, and, and her hit streak? Yeah, we've got some really cool things that are going on, and um, we'll start out with Tiff with Tiff. First, uh, I was glad to see her get to, to that mark. That uh, you know, she she she's now holds a uh, all-time home run record here. She holds the all-time walks. She's gonna uh, she stays on pace. She's gonna shatter both of those, and she's gonna um, I think she'll shatter the RBIs too. Um, she means a lot to us, and I'm very proud of her. I'm very proud because it's it, these things are not easy, and they they carry a lot of weight. We don't talk about them. But these these kids know they they know they know that people are talking about them. They know that there's stories being written. 
they see it on Twitter and on Facebook and websites and all that kind of stuff. So, so they're very aware. Um, so I'm just very proud of her. And, and, and like I told her, I said, hey, um, now the pressure's off here. I said, you, and, and I told her in front of our whole team, I said, you better shatter these because we got some, some young kids on this current team that are coming after you hard, and they all kind of laughed. Um, so I was serious, and, and she knows that. We've, I, we're – we're um we're we're we've got some offensive kids here and and uh, and they're coming after her, so that's kind of cool. Um, Taylor Lynch just um just an amazing um seven eight weeks now. I mean for a kid for the first two weeks, I had to I had to bench her in the second weekend um and just slow it down for her because she just wasn't going as good as um as good as she could. And um, boy oh boy, she is um. She is on fire, and and I, I say bencher. I just had to just sit just sit her down for a game and just have her watch. You know what I mean? See, when you're a freshman, this thing's moving fast, and and um, and she's uh, boy, she's been getting better at third base and um, really on fire w- 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 with her bat and and really going well. And um, and then Shippy is um, another one that's just on fire. I. I I don't. It, when she's not on base, it's almost. I'm. I'm. I'm almost like, what happened? How come? Uh, she's going <laughs> so good. So she's really going well. Uh, Coach, let's jump ahead. First of all, I'm going to let everybody know the next upcoming set of games, and then we'll jump ahead and uh, get some really quick thoughts here. We only have about four minutes left on the Iowa State series. So the uh, Cowgirls are next on the road um, for a midweek game on. Wednesday at Tulsa, and then everybody's coming back home um, to Cowgirls Stadium this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those games are scheduled for 7, 2, and noon, respectively, against Iowa State to continue Big 12 play. So, just like I said, about four minutes left. Break down this Iowa State uh, series, and I've got to believe that this is a series where – you're going to find out exactly how this team is going to do the rest of this conference play. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm excited about Tulsa first. I mean, they're obviously a really good program and got a lot of respect for Coach Barfield. They get it done, and um, they're leading their conference and having a great year. So we got to go get them first at home, so it'll be a tough match. And then Iowa State, it's back to conference. You know, And I, and I know they didn't play well. Uh, a lot like us, uh, this weekend didn't pitch the way they pitched uh, most of the uh, year. But I think they'll be coming in here and looking for an opportunity to, to get their first win, and we are too. I think that they're going to be grind, grind, grind the, the, the out games. They're going to be tough games. They're going to be games that if we don't come and play well, we're going to get, get, get beat. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited to be back at home where we've had great crowds. Our kids feed off of that. Um, we're going to have a lot of people here. I know that. And the weather looks good at this point. So I'm just excited for the opportunity to be back, get home in front of our fans and, um, you know, some home cooking, um, you know, eating at our own, uh, houses and sleeping (laughs) in our own beds is going to feel good. So, uh, we're excited about the opportunity again, just to, to be back at home and, um, you know, and play these, uh, conference games. Coach, we'll, t- we'll touch on this, and I wanted to touch on it now, but we'll touch on it a little bit more next week because next week, for those that don't know, April 14th is a very big day for every college senior that plays softball. So, Coach, I want to ask you this to close the show out. 
next week, April 14th. How good do you think it's going to feel to hear Kelsey Stewart's name called, Aubrey, uh, Aubrey's name called in the NPS draft? Yes, it's going to be – I think it's cool for those kids. You know what I mean? We've got one on our team that I'm hoping gets her name called. Um, and um, But I, there's a lot of these kids I think it's cool. It's neat to – to be drafted and, and um, you know, I, those kids, I, I tell you this, those kids that we're talking about, they could care less at this point in time. You know, they're trying to win conference and, uh, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're trying to three-peat. Um, so, yeah, it's flattering in a way, but, um, you know, the the bottom line is these are kids that, that, that want to win at, any, at anything that, 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 that they do, and, and, uh, and I'm sure they're excited about it, but I think it's probably – to tell you the truth, it's probably down on their list this time of year. As it should be, because you touched on it there, Coach. The most important thing right now for these kids is to get through, first of all, to get through the semester in good standing, and secondly, to get through the season and, and win conference. Uh, yep. Coach, great having you on. We uh, look forward to having you on again next Monday where we will, of course, recap the games against Tulsa and Iowa State and then look ahead to an out-of-conference game against Central Arkansas and then what should be a very, very interesting in-conference game or series, I should say, against Baylor. And I know it feels great to have Baylor coming to Cowgirl Stadium. Yes, it does. Uh, we got. I said we we got a lot of stuff before that, but I'm glad they're coming here. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show for Kenny Gaiesi, head coach of OSU, and everybody here at TCRS. Until next time, later times. Make sure you follow Blake Navi on Twitter at TCR Show and on Facebook at Facebook.com/forward/slash/TheCRShow. And quick programming note, make sure you guys join us here on TCRS this Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central Time. Shelly Horner, the head coach of Georgia Tech, will be on here to talk and break down her team's upcoming series this weekend against the Kansas Jayhawks. Later time.